Hey there, ACC fans. It's me, Kenton Gibbs. And folks, I would love to talk on the field stuff today. I hate talking off the field stuff, but this Tez Walker situation needs to be talked about because in the grand scheme of history, I think this is going to be one of the most major dominoes that leads to the downfall or at least separation of football from the NCAA. But before we get into all the ramifications and the later stuff, we have to dig into the actual details of what happened here because I think folks are getting this wrong. So I want to get this thing down from every angle possible. So stick with us as we go through the Tez Walker decision and reactions to it on today's episode of Locked On ACC. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, folks, I'm here to talk to you all about what happened with this Tez Walker situation. But before we get into that, I have to tell you that this, today's episode is sponsored by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for your for twenty dollars off of your first purchase. Now, for those of you who are not abreast of the situation, let's get into what this situation is. Okay, Dantez Tez Walker is a receiver who originally committed to North Carolina Central University out of high school. And, um, you know, things had worked out there in a way that they canceled their season due to COVID. And because they canceled their season, he felt the need to transfer to Kent State. Now, he went to Kent State. He had a phenomenal season last year he had a, a pretty good season his first year didn't do too much as a reserve but last year he just burst onto the scene with 921 yards and 11 touchdowns and the coach at Kent State left to go be Deion Sanders offensive coordinator in Boulder Colorado also Tez Walker's grandmother had fallen ill and he said that he wanted to get back so that you know, his grandmother could watch him play and whatnot. And the NCAA said, well, we gave you the one free transfer. That one free transfer was from North Carolina Central uh, on to Kent State. We can't give you another free one from Kent State on to uh, North Carolina or else, you know, that'd be two transfers. And that's just not the rules as they're set up right now. And so I want to read for you all, and I'm going to have this um, on the screen for you as well for my folks who are on YouTube. I want to read to you all the exact words and verbiage from Mac Brown on the matter, okay? Head coach Mac Brown of North Carolina football here. We're absolutely crushed to learn that Tez Walker's eligibility has been denied for this season, and he won't be able to play. I don't know that I've ever been more disappointed in a person, a group of people, or an institution than I am with the NCAA right now. It's clear that the NCAA is about process, and they couldn't care less about the young people it's supposed to be supporting. Plain and simple, the NCAA has failed Tez and his family, and I've lost faith in this ability to lead and govern our sport. They've messed so many things up as it relates to college football, and now their failures have negatively impacted the life of one of our own. Just imagine what it was like, what it is like for Tez 
to be so excited to come home and have a chance to fulfill his childhood dream of playing for North Carolina in front of all of his family and friends, only to have it taken away despite doing nothing wrong. I can't begin to understand how this happened. The decision makers at the NCAA and on the committee should be ashamed of themselves for doing this to a young man. As, as has been clearly documented, Ted should be eligible for a number of reasons, not the least of which is the mental health issues he's faced during his time in college. And with this decision, the NCAA has placed an unnecessary burden on him. He's had a rough go of it, and this will surely only make it worse. How dare they ever speak about mental health and student-athlete welfare again? We've got to we've got complete roster overhauls. We got complete rosters overhauled through the transfer portal. Players playing in their eighth year of college football, players playing at their fourth school, and the list goes on. Yet Tez Walker, who has only played football at one school, isn't eligible. It makes no sense and it never will. Moving forward, our Carolina family is strong, and we need to wrap our arms around Tez lift him up and make sure we continue to do all we can to support him. He's continued to work on the field and off and remained an amazing member of our program throughout the ordeal. I know that I know that will continue to happen because that's the kind of person he is. Despite the setback, Tez's future remains bright and we'll continue to do everything we can to help him fulfill all of his dreams. Shame on you, NCAA. Shame on you. Now, Folks, here's here's the thing about this that, you know, I want to look at for a second here, okay? I absolutely agree that Mac Brown has a right to be upset here. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, I'm an NC State guy. I hate these guys, and therefore uh, they deserve all the bad that comes to them and all that good stuff. No, no. Legitimately speaking, uh this is a, a very unfortunate situation. And the fact that he has only played football at one school does make this um, a, a thing that I look at and say, okay, there needs to be some, some flexibility here. But just on the, the informative side of this and where we are right now, his eligibility has been denied for the season. His eligibility has been denied for the season. And so with that being said, you know, it, it's, it's a thing where he was a guy that, was going to have to uh, – he was a guy that was going to be expected to play a good amount for, for UNC and expected to be an impact uh, weapon for Drake May in that offense. That's now gone, you know, and that's that's the reality. It is a very unfortunate situation. It is a situation in which you would hope that the NCAA could find some way to, to work this thing out to say, hey, logically – there does seem to be something a little flawed here because the first school that he went to North Carolina central canceled their season. And when they canceled their season and he decided to transfer to me, that should not count as your one transfer. That should not count. I'm sorry. I know that there were, there are rules in place and all that. And again, this is me being as objective as possible here, because trust me, I'm going to get into the other side of this and the things that it's like, what are we doing here? But the first transfer should be free if you're not talking about, I'm sorry, that first transfer shouldn't even count as the free transfer if you're talking about a school that's not playing football that year and you're going to play football. In the words of Cardale Jones, I know we're in ACC country, but former Ohio State quarterback Cardale Jones, we ain't here to play school. 
And a vast majority of these student athletes who go to these schools in terms of football players are not going because they think, hey, even if this school didn't have a football program, I believe that this university would be the best one for me in my future. Even if you took away football, I still want to be here and I wouldn't play football nowhere else. I'd just stay here. The vast majority. I know good and well. If you told me, hey, NC State is canceling their season in 2013. Oh, okay. Um, well, I guess I'll be in the Big Ten. See ya. I didn't want to play against any of my high school teammates, but I guess it got to happen. I'm gone. Packing the mail. I'm gone. So I, I don't really think that one should have counted. You know, the NCAA decided to let that be his one transfer. And so transferring from Kent State, I mean, my biggest thing is, you know, his coach left there and I, I get not wanting to have two transfers of undergrads and then the, the conversation of, you know, well, if, if all it takes is grandma is sick and all that, well, lots of people when they hit certain ages have chronic diseases and do you want to let players just go freely and all that and everybody's going to have an uncle, sister, cousin, brother, somebody that has something going on. Help. I understand. I get that. But again, this is a multitude of extenuating circumstances that are all coming together at once to me that, that make it very clear, hey, we need we need to step in here and create some more flexibility. The, the current situation, if it is so rigid that we cannot adjust for a situation like this, you know, again, I, and, and trust me, trust me, I ain't never been a fan of Target. I ain't never been that guy. Never been that guy. I'm, I'm going to tell it like it is. I'm going to tell it like it is. And Tez deserves to play. I, that's just the reality, the way I see it. But I'm going to talk about, again, I'm, there's, another, there's another foot to drop here. And my job ain't done until I do that. And speaking of jobs, let's talk about LinkedIn jobs. Folks, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Trust me, all you have to do is create a free job post on LinkedIn jobs, add the job in the purple hiring hashtag frame or the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring and use simple tools like screening questions that may make it easier for you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd want to interview. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. So here's, here's the other part of this, because there is a part of this that has me a little annoyed. There is a part of this that has me sitting here and saying, okay, now let's, let's knock this off because we're being very disingenuous and very dishonest with ourselves in talking about this thing. Okay. First thing first, I think that there is a, a very clear, like, I understand Mac Brown coming out with a statement this strong. He's the head coach of that football team. Absolutely. I understand the other players at, at UNC coming out with the, some of the statements that they have about um, the NCAA not caring about players. I understand that. I understand that. There are certain 
regards where people are being very disingenuous about this thing. For example, talking about, hey, we have players who are playing their uh, eighth year of college football. Obviously, people know that that's alluding to uh, Bradley Rosner, a receiver that NC State just picked up out of the portal not too long ago. Stop doing things like that because you're conflating two situations that are loosely connected. Yes, that is the young man's eighth year of college football because they gave him injury hardship waivers and all that. By the rule, by the letter of the rule, he fits into that and also fits into the injury hardship thing. And also, he is a graduate transfer. Graduate transfers work under a different set of rules than transfers between undergrads. You're not helping your case there. I heard Chris Lee on WRAL talk about, yeah, Bradley Rogers in his eighth year. And it's like, why are we talking about a player who has his degree already when we know that grad transfers work under a very different set of rules than undergraduate transfers? We know that. And yet and still we're doing this thing of, well, the, the optics of it look so crazy. And I understand the optics of things looking bad, especially in this regard. But when you look at all the support that Tez Walker has had from folks in the way that he's had it, and you look at the support that was not there for NC State in some of these similar situations, I would sit there, shut up, and eat my food in this regard. You got Governor Roy Cooper. For those of you who don't know who watched this show, Roy Cooper is the governor of the state of North Carolina. When Chandler Zavala, who played for NC State last year, was facing the NCAA telling him he wasn't going to be eligible, despite him only having played three games in one season before getting injured, filling out the waiver appropriately in terms of the injury waiver and being told he wasn't going to be eligible. Where was Roy Cooper then? There was nothing. Roy Cooper did not show up in a, 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 gu a gubernatorial capacity to say, hey, y'all need to take care of Chandler's Valor. Y'all need to make sure that he he's eligible to play and that he... So for people to pretend like, hey, there is no reason for anybody to be upset, not only about the attention that this story has gotten, but the way in which this story has developed and the way that different people are, are kind of showing up and showing out for him with high-ranking officials are showing up and showing out for Tez that was not given throughout the state. Cam Hayes is at ECU. He's going to need to transfer. This is his second. Cam Woods at NC State. He's at his second transfer. He's going to need a waiver. And I have not heard, I have not heard not one time Roy Cooper show up for those other folks. So I, I don't like that, that disingenuous, we're going to bring in folks who have nothing to do with this situation to say, oh, the NCAA, this is a black eye on you. This is, again, this is a black eye on the NCAA, but for completely separate reasons from that. Completely separate reasons to me. Yeah, I, I don't think that it needs to be, you know, stated, dug into, fully fleshed out in terms of, well, why is it a black eye? It's very clear. It's very clear. We had, you could appoint it to Justin Fields and his transfer situation, which was extremely different from, uh, what we had going on in this situation, even though that was his first transfer. It was still a very different time. And at that time, players weren't supposed to be able to freely transfer without sitting out a year. And yet he was allowed to do so. He was allowed to do so. And other players weren't who were in a similar situation to Tez where they had family members uh, who were ailing and whatnot. So trust me, I understand. There are plenty, plenty of really, really great examples to point to and say, hey, this is hypocrisy in the highest order. 
but pointing to people who, again, by the letter of the law, regardless of how whimsical and comical it can look on his face, have followed that, I get you. And if you want to make the argument of, and there are a billion great arguments, there are so many arguments, I couldn't go over all of them in this 30-minute show in terms of if I were to say, or if Mac Brown were to say, hey, there's a difference between morality and rule, following morality and following rules. And morally, it does not sit right with me and should not sit right with you that Tez Walker is ineligible. By the rules, sure. But morally, it shouldn't. There's a billion arguments for when morality and legality don't match up, for when morality and process don't match up. And I'm there for it. I'm there for it. If we want to have that conversation, there are so many ways to have that conversation. There are so many ways. There are virtually infinite ways to take that conversation that all look good on you, all look good on your university, all look good. But again, to bring in folks that ain't got nothing to do with this, who were not receiving the support that your guy is, it, that's, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? That, like, that's not really helping Tez's case in, in, my, in my view of this thing. And I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I am not too big of a man to admit, hey, I, I, I was, I got it wrong. But to me, I just don't, again, I, I, what, like, what purpose does that serve? What purpose does that serve, especially lacking the context? Because again, when Mac Brown mentioned it and when Chris Lee mentioned it, not a single one of them said, and, and we understand he's in his eighth year because he sustained multiple injuries and he has, um, he is on a, a, you know, a graduate transfer type deal, which is a little different. We got folks on there for school again. And I, I don't know who that's alluding to, but even still with that, I, I don't really see the utility in, in bringing up other folks' situations in that way. When again, you have so much to me, the, the, the ammo that, that was in the chamber big time that you could use to say, Hey, this is where we're going to chop them down at is the fact that there are so many situations that had very direct parallels. Like you didn't have to change a thing. You didn't have to change a thing. Literally, if that players were doing the opposite. When Justin Fields went from Georgia to Ohio State, he was going away from his home. He was going away from his home. He couldn't have been saying, I'm going to go be closer to my family in, in Ohio. He's from Georgia. That's that's home for him. And yet, he was allowed a transfer waiver when he shouldn't have got one. Let's just be honest. He shouldn't have got one for that. And yet he did. That is the moment. And there's so many other moments like that where you see before the transfer portal even existed, quarterbacks getting free transfer, free reign to transfer as undergrads. And they, they violated the rules. That is the angle to, to, to go at this thing. That's the angle because it, it, again, I think it's counterproductive because so many people all hate the NCAA together, together. And you could easily build a coalition, build the bridge of, hey, y'all don't like the NCAA, we don't like the NCAA. Y'all been done wrong by the NCAA, we've been done wrong by the NCAA. Let's go ahead and, and, you know, lock arms on this thing. I know we don't like each other. I know we not, you know, exactly best buddies. We hate each other. You know, we y'all think y'all think we're cheaters. We think y'all little brother, whatever the case may be. But let's lock arms on this one. 
And instead, you kind of, you know, cut that off for no reason. For no reason. I just, I, I don't really, I don't really understand that. I don't understand that. And, you know, I'm about to land this thing with, with you know, what I, again, just a, a recap of the situation of what I think should happen in just a second here. But before I do, I've got to talk to you all about the Game Time app. Folks, I hope that it's clear to y'all by now. The Game Time app is the place to be if you are looking for last minute tickets to any popular event, any sporting event. It does not matter. Trying to find last minute tickets and hunting down the best price is no longer as stressful as it's been in the past thanks to Game Time. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Browse through the Game Time app and look at the uh, upcoming events in your area because I promise you they'll have something for you. Flash deals and last-minute tickets are going to be available there. Easy to find and easy to buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. And just imagine all of the beautiful views that you'll get seeing your favorite team play, seeing your favorite artist role, whatever it is, you'll get to see it thanks to Game Time. So snag those tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, Create an account, redeemed code locked on college for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. So we're about to land this thing, but you know, again, I truly do feel for Tez. I, I really do think that it's an unfortunate situation. And um he should be playing. He should be playing. I think that everybody can agree he should be playing. He there's there's no doubt in my mind about, you know, whether or not uh, he should be playing because if the rules say that you can transfer because a coach leaves, because your head coach leaves, right? You get a, a free transfer because your head coach leaves. Okay, so that's one transfer. The transfer before that, the team canceled the season. I, How many of us would stay out of school that got rid of the biggest reason that we came. I know I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. If NC State got the death penalty before I got there, mm -mm. no, sir, not me. Hey, <laughs> it's been real. It's been fun, but it ain't been real fun. I'll see y'all folks later. That's just the reality. That's just the reality. And, and to sit here and and pretend as if that equates to a normal one-time transfer, which the, the transfer portal offers one free, hey, no fuss, no must, no reason needed transfer, sure. And I understand the idea of, hey, everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a, you know, the coaching carousel is, is ever revolving and all that good stuff. Sure. But the reality is very simply to me, this situation required more nuance than the NCAA gave it. And again, with all that being said, with the idea that I believe Ted should play being stated, I think it's very distasteful from a lot of folks in, in Central North Carolina to act the way they have about this. 
I think it's very distasteful to bring up other folks who have nothing to do with this. I think it's very distasteful to come in as a governor and write a letter for your alma mater only when there are so many colleges who are in similar situations where their players also could use you writing a letter, strongly worded letter advising the NCAA on what to do. I mean, I I just think that that is very, very, it's, it's disheartening to say the least looking around. So, you know, Candace Cooper is going to bring you, Candace Cooper and I are going to bring you a second Friday episode coming up in just a few here. But this was just a little something that had to be said because this is a, a situation that, again, it, it has it has encompassed a lot of, of chatter in the ACC and specifically in the state of North Carolina. And so we couldn't go without, you know, having a, a in-depth kind of talk about this thing uh, today. And I'm sure Candace Cooper ain't going to be necessarily happy with everything I've said today. And, and we may talk about it some on the next episode. But uh, thank you all so very much. I appreciate y'all every single time you come out. Make sure to like, subscribe, share. Tell me how dumb you think I am. Tell me how right you think I am. It's all the same to me. Just tell me what you're thinking because we want to know what our fans think we have the best. And and funniest folks, I talked about it earlier today on Twitter, absolutely love the folks who who are coming in and tuning in for Locked On Podcast Network. Like I said, like, subscribe, share. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to listen to this. Until next time, folks, we'll be dropping another episode later today and going live.